Good evening. evening. It's a great joy to have the church full tonight. I was taking wagers on over under 200. I lost because we're over 300 in the church tonight. It's great to see so many people coming to the beginning of this great season of Lent. This opportunity that the church and that God gives us to truly reinvest in our faith, to reinvest in our Heavenly Father, and in all of the gifts that he offers to each and every one of us. Many times when we talk about the season of Lent, we talk really about the three pillars of the season that offer us an opportunity to grow deeper in our relationship with God. We talk about prayer, we talk about fasting, and we talk about almsgiving. So how is the Lord calling you during this Lenten season to pray? To spend that extra time inviting him into every moment of your day. Well, step one, we can check that off the list. You're here today. We've begun anew. This is a great opportunity for each and every one of us to see how the Lord is wanting to speak to us. And to see how we can intentionally invite God into every aspect of our lives. Because many times we forget that the Lord never abandons us. That he's always there at our side. So the important part of prayer then is how do we be intentional about that recognition that he is there present for us by being present there for him. How is the Lord calling us during these next 40 days of Lent to be intentional about that time that we spend with him? Do we pray every day? Do we pray as a family every day? Do we pray for our parents, for our children, for our spouses on a daily basis? If not, no time like the present to begin. It's one of the great blessings of this season of Lent is that it is this intentional beginning, this intentional renewal that God gives to us to kind of change from our normal routine to stop doing what we've always been doing, and to set aside this time as a purposeful, intentional way of longing to embrace the love of God. So how do we pray? There's many options in the church. In fact, the church is open Monday through Friday. If you want to spend some extra time in the church, come be here in the church. If you want to spend some intentional time in prayer and adoration, we have adoration twice a week. Thursday evenings from 4.15 to 5.15 at Queen of All Saints, and every Friday from 11 to noon. Maybe the Lord's calling you to attend Mass more often during the week. We now have Mass Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday throughout the week. Every Tuesday we have Mass at 6 p.m. in Spanish. Wednesdays and Fridays at 12.10 and Thursdays at 5.30. Both the Masses on Thursday and Friday following after an opportunity of adoration and confession. Spending time in the presence of God, looking at the presence of God present in the Eucharist, adoring the Lord in who He is and who we are called and meant to be. But many times we forget that sin is a part of our lives. And so this season is also a time of repentance. And that's what the Ash Wednesday service is all about. How can we recognize our sins? 
In our gospel that we just heard from the gospel of St. Matthew, the Lord says, when you're fasting, don't make it look like you're fasting. Don't look weary. Well, it's 7.15 at night, and some of us are hungry. So some of us are a little weary. Some of us are grumpy because we didn't get to have that nice cheeseburger today. It was always fun in seminary because we had a lot of guys from the south that came to seminary, and they actually petitioned their bishop to allow them to eat, I kid you not, alligator on Wednesdays and Fridays because alligator does not count as meat. They're like, ooh, alligator. It's like, ew, alligator. But what is the purpose of abstaining from meat? What is the purpose of fasting but to give up sometimes those creature comforts to see how the Lord has blessed us and to offer that sacrifice for ourselves, but even more importantly, for each other? Growing up, I heard a lot the phrase, offer it up. That if you are in pain, how do you use this as an opportunity to offer up your suffering for each other? How do we become like Simon to each other, helping them carry the weight of their cross? It's easy for those that we know. It's a little more difficult those for those that we may not know. But each and every one of us is called to assist and aid each other in prayer and in fasting. And how do we then allow ourselves to enter into that opportunity that is the season of Lent? Many people, when we think of Ash Wednesday, we think of the ashes on the forehead and the sign of the cross. Did you know, originally, you didn't receive the sign of the cross on your forehead? That's been a new Western adaptation and addition to Ash Wednesday. In fact, what used to happen was the priest or deacon would take a clump of ashes and put them on the crown of your head. You guys would be fine because you have hair to hide it. I would look like I just fell down a chimney and it exploded all over my head. So we made it look a little bit more prayerful. We have this sign of the cross on our foreheads reminding us it is his penance for us that saves us from the price and the debt that we are called to pay because of our sins. But even then... With those ashes, many times we forget the purpose of receiving the ashes on our forehead is not meant for others to see, but is meant for us to recognize the fact that we are sinners. So much so that we begin to see on social media, really early on the morning on Ash Wednesday, hashtag #ashtag. Young people begin to take these selfie photos like they've just voted. We take the voting selfies and I voted today. We take the selfie right to Mass. I went to Mass today. And there's the joke that they take that selfie and put it up there, hashtag, hashtag, or get your, pun intended, ash to Mass. That many times we make the play of the words and we don't see that many times by doing that, we're lessening and cheapening what it's about. So how can we see how the Lord is seeking to speak to us through those opportunities to grow in prayer, through those opportunities to fast? In fact, what is the Lord calling us to fast from this Lent? Growing up, my parents, I swear, they were just glutton for punishment from all of my siblings because Valentine's Day always happens within a week of Ash Wednesday, without fail. 
And mom would always make us these giant Hershey's Kisses. They're like half a pound of chocolate. And then they'd say, you're giving up junk food for Lent. It's like, but you just gave me half a pound of chocolate. Uh Uh-huh. Lent. And so we'd have one of two options. Chow down right before Lent and be sick. Or put it in the freezer. If you've ever had freezer-burned chocolate you know that neither one of those options is really ideal. And so what my family was really trying to teach us is that there are many good things that the Lord offers to us, but sometimes we're called to sacrifice what we want for what the Lord is trying to change and mold us into in our hearts and in our lives. So what is it that the Lord has called you to fast from during this time? Or we hear colloquially, what are you giving up for Lent? Well, I'll give you permission. If you are addicted to caffeine, if you are addicted to coffee, you may not give it up for Lent. Because remember, this is your penance, not the penance of everybody around you. And if you're addicted to coffee or know someone that is, and they don't have it for two days, you know there's almost nothing worse. She's like, uh-huh. Mom and dad both, right? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. And yes, we can give things up. But if we're not doing so for a purpose, maybe it'd be more beneficial if instead of giving things up, we do something in replacement of. What are those things we're addicted to? How many hours a day, how many hours a week, how many hours a month do we spend on social media? Do we spend watching TV? Do we spend scrolling through nothingness of television? Remember growing up when there was one TV station and it was black and white? And now we have 300 TV stations and there's still nothing on TV? It's not going to stop us from scrolling, though. Just like when we scroll through social media. Is it really beneficial? Is it really productive? That's a rhetorical question. The answer is obviously no. (laughs) But that doesn't stop us from doing it. So maybe this Lenten season is an opportunity for us to have a media fast or a social media fast. And instead, replace that time that we waste with time of prayer. With time of learning a new skill. With time with our children, with time with our spouse, with time with our parents. Because kids, you're not off the hook either. How many hours a day do you spend on video games? whether it be your Xbox or your Wii or just on a cell phone or on an iPad, how many hours a day and a week do you waste on that? Father, I was with you until you brought up my video games. You know I've got to practice those to go to college, right? Because that is now a college degree or a college scholarship you can get. It's playing video games. I give you permission not to play video games this Lent. And I give your parents the permission to say no that that is their right and responsibility to lead you and guide you in the faith and in life. But our world is so broken that to hear that no is like to hear a four-letter cuss word. How dare you tell me no? The Lord offers us many times no as a response to our prayers to help lead us and guide us to what we need. 
away from what it is many times that we want. I want junk food. My teeth hate junk food. My dentist hates when I eat junk food. I love soda. My doctor hates when I drink soda. And what do they tell to me every time? Father, you know better. I know, I know, I know. So maybe it's an opportunity for you to see what is it that the Lord is calling you to grow in. How is he calling you to pray? How is he calling you to fast? And then that third pillar, how is he calling you to give alms? Oh no, Father's going to talk about money. We're all gone. That's not what it means to give alms. That's one portion of the almsgiving. So many times when we talk about giving alms, we talk about the three T's. Time, talent, and then treasure. What gifts has the Lord given to you that he is calling you to utilize and to use for the betterment of humanity, for the betterment of your family, for the betterment of yourself? Some of you guys have such great intellect that we waste. We waste on frivolous things that don't allow us to grow, that don't allow us to truly embrace the gifts that God has given to us. Maybe the Lord's calling you to read more during this Lenten season. Maybe the Lord's calling you to write during this Lenten season. I guarantee you, if you look around in this church, we probably have some of the most intellectual people in the world But if we don't talk to each other, if we don't engage each other, we miss out on that gift. How is the Lord calling you to share your gifts? First, we have to recognize what they are. As I've mentioned many times since I've been here, public speaking was a terror for me growing up. The idea of standing in front of people, looking at people face to face, And not just gripping like white-knuckled on the ambo, or not just being held to whatever document I was reading, was terrifying. God blesses us where we allow him to utilize us. So where is the Lord looking to bless you so that you can better be utilized as his hands and feet in the world today and during this season? It's an opportunity for you to see where God has blessed you so that you can truly be the miracle in someone else's life. Every year during Lent, we talk about the rice bowls. Last Wednesday for class, we gave all of the kids in class a rice bowl. Growing up, we'd always sit at the dinner table every night, which that's a bizarre concept these days, but we sit at the dinner table every night to put the rice bowl in the middle of the table, and whatever change or dollar bills we had in our pockets we took out and put into the rice bowl every night at dinner. And then at the end of the Lenten season, we bring those funds back to the church to then be able to be given to those who are truly in need because that change that we have in our pockets that builds up many times can truly change someone's life if put to good use. But so can every other gift that the Lord has given to us. Maybe we found that we have extra time during the week, extra time during the day, that we want to try and be more useful. Maybe there's things at your school, in the community, here at the parish, where you can help volunteer to to allow truly many hands to make light work. This morning, we got here, I got here about an hour after the office opened, and I got here 
planning to go help set up for fish fry. Come to find out, one of our generous parishioners got here early so that he could do that. We didn't ask. He just showed up and volunteered. Thank you. How can we be that to each other? We live in a world where we feel like the world and God owe us something. We forget that our sins many times keep us from what it is that we can do in our lives. So how is the Lord calling you to give thanks to him, but also to seek out his grace, his peace, and his mercy? Oh, but Father, I, I, I don't like going to confession. It's not about what you like, it's about what you need. We each need God's mercy. That's why there are multiple opportunities every week, both here and at Queen of All Saints, for the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And outside of the scheduled times, anytime you send me an email, I guarantee you sometime that week, I will be able to meet with you, whether it be here in my office at your home, to make sure that you are able to receive the grace, peace, mercy, and forgiveness of God. The only thing getting in the way are the excuses left behind by sin. Sometimes they're numerous. But Father, it's been so long since I've been to confession. Okay, so you want to wait longer? Show me the logic there. Oh, but Father, if you just knew what I had done, you'd never look at me the same. I don't care what you've done. I love you anyways. Because the Lord knows what I've done, and he showers his grace, mercy, and compassion upon me that I am not deserving of. That's my role in the confessional, to let you know that you're loved, not to judge you. And believe me, seven and a half years into being a priest, there's nothing that you can say that'll shock me. And there's nothing that you can say in the midst of that sacrament that will ever make me think, ooh, look at them. Who do they think they are? They can get away with that? Oh my gosh. No. But that's what Satan puts into our hearts. Because he plays upon our fears. So how is the Lord calling you during this Lenten season? It's with great joy that we gather on this Wednesday evening, though it is late. Many of you have school and work in the morning. We all come together. But how is he calling you to respond tomorrow? and to respond on Friday, and to respond on Saturday, and to respond on Sunday, and every day for the rest of your life. Maybe he's calling you to go to Mass more. Maybe he's calling you to go to confession more. Maybe he's calling you to go to adoration more. I take it back, there's no maybe to it. He is. He is calling you to go to Mass more. He is calling you to pray more. He is calling you to confess more because he doesn't want you to have one moment of regret due to sin. He wants you to know that you are loved. By receiving these ashes tonight, we are reminded from dust you came to dust you shall return. That our death is inevitable. That we fight it. The only way to return to our Heavenly Father in Heaven is to die. So instead of running from those things that we are afraid of, how do we embrace them? How do we seek them? How do we find peace in them? So that when the Lord calls us home, we may truly, as we say many times, 
rest in peace. What starts today, not because it's Ash Wednesday, but because it's today, that this is the only moment that we can truly change, this moment right here. We can't be afraid of what happened in the past. We can't be afraid of what could happen in the future. We can only dictate and determine what we're going to do right now. So right now, how is the Lord calling you to pray, to fast, and to give from what you've received? Be not afraid and be generous with this opportunity.